So where was the starfish water? <laughs> starfish water? Is that an anal joke? <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, that strange joke uh, uh, is usually indicative of Screen Fix, mm. the show where we will fix a recent film. I am host JC, and with me... This is super special. We have never done this before. We've assembled our squad that will kill it. Screen Fix All-Star Parade. With me is co-host Torpedo. Say hi to me. Hi! <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's her. In all her glory. But with us, very special. Here we go. A Screen Fix All-Star and also her main squeeze, Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid. Say hi to everybody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. He's he's really <laughs> leaning into the Kool-Aid part of his name. Whenever he leaves my house, I have red lips. <laughs> oh. What? Because you're drinking him up? Ew. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow. I didn't know I was sharing. He's made of Kool-Aid, right? <laughs> All right. And uh, yeah, also with us, it's just going to keep going. It is a cavalcade of Screen Fix All-Stars. We have the Geek Fluent Girl. Say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. All right. She is here yet again, gracing us with her fluency in the geek ways. And, oh my gosh, it does not stop there. This embarrassment of riches, fixins. We also have, could it be, the mystery mustachio? Ooh, Really? Hello? That was him. Okay, so not much of an intro for him, but yes, yes, it is him. It is the Mystery Mustachio. And we have gathered this incredible squad to fix the latest from James Gunn. It involves the, I don't even know if this is the B-list, the D-list of supervillains going on a treacherous quest. Will they all make it out? Probably not. We could only be talking about the Suicide Squad. Robert Dubois. He's in prison for putting Superman in the ICU with a kryptonite bullet. I'm not joining your suicide squad. We'll see. My court date is coming up. And Miss Waller said maybe you could help me out. You're stretching in my door! Everyone stand down. Miss Waller, I don't- Stand down! I wouldn't take such extreme measures if this mission weren't more important than you could possibly imagine. Are you in? Or out. Good. Let's meet your team. It's okay, I'm not okay. Each member is chosen for his or her own completely unique set of abilities. Hey guys, sorry I'm late. Had to go number two. Good to know. Is this thing a dog? A dog? What kind of dog do you think it is, mate? I'm gonna go with Afghan hound. Oh my god, is it a werewolf? Yo, they sent me this a werewolf! Yo, let me out! Okay, he's a weasel. He's harmless. I mean, he's not harmless. He's killed 27 children, but, you know. Your mission is to destroy every trace of something known only as Project Starfish. Any questions? Starfish is a slang term for a butthole. Think there's any connection? No. No. All right. Let's get it. This is suicide. Well, that's kind of our thing. I'm a superhero! Ah! 
Okay, Suicide Squad, the the movie that James Gunn made after Disney fired him <laughs> for tweets making light of pedophilia. <clears throat> DC was like, we're fine with making jokes about uh, kid touching. Come to DC. Save us, just like you uh, made magic with the Guardians. Come make magic out of The Suicide Squad, a film that has a previous film just called Suicide Squad by David Ayer, which was, I think, about universally disliked, but it was our introduction to Harley Quinn and all of that stuff. This time, we've got James Gunn in a film where we find our Task Force X being sent to the island nation of Corto Maltese, which is an island that is first in Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns. And they're there it? to destroy some evidence about a giant starfish called Starro the Conqueror, <laughs> who is actually the first villain that the Justice League of America ever fought in 1960. Interestingly enough, he popped up many times later. Of course, one time after Superman got transported to an alternate universe, he had to fight Starro alongside Captain Carrot and his amazing zoo crew. What? <laughs> How do you, where do you find that? DC's weird. Yeah, DC's very weird. <laughs> so, yeah, DC was trying to get a few different directors to take this on. Uh, for a while, they were courting Mel Gibson. They were really pushing for Mel Gibson to take this one after uh, David Ayer decided he wanted to do Gotham City Sirens spinoff film but uh they wanted mel gibson for a while what do you think this movie would have been like with mel gibson i'll let you go uh mustachio like directing or like stars yes. D- no direct- directing <laughs> would he add jesus yeah really i was like <laughs> would there be a <laughs> strange starro would have been jewish <laughs> god starro of david and it would just been like yarmulkes flying out of his, out of his armpits. Is this allowed? That's what Mel Gibson would do, but not us. Already <laughs> off the rails. Uh, anyway, Gunn was hired. And then, you know, the rest is uh, history. So, James Gunn. Do you think James Gunn was the absolute right choice for this? What do you think, uh, Geek Fluent Girl? Yeah, I think he was good. Is because I feel like, too, is like, I know a lot of people have said this. It seemed like they wanted to do like kind of like a guardians of the galaxy like type take for the dc universe and so of course they're like well he did it for marvel so why not let's have mm-hmm. him do our, our own franchise for yeah sure. and, and apparently he pushed for the r rating they balked at it at first and then he was like no blood no gun <laughs> they went ahead and let him let him do it what, what do you think was james gunn the right man for the job kool-aid oh yeah for sure just with his background like he he put out the guardians he's got Tromeo and Juliet. Oh, Nomeo and Juliet? No, it's <laughs> called Tromeo and Juliet. It was disturbing. I watched it one time with one of my cousins. and I. Uh, yeah, wasn't that, wow. it was was, that his directorial debut? Was Tromeo and Juliet? I yeah. believe it was his first yeah. screenwriting, and I think he acted in it as well. Right. Yeah, I mean, so might as well. He got, so he got his start with Troma, notoriously violent, sexual, non-PC. I mean, if you've ever seen The Toxic Avenger, there's a part in that movie where they're driving a car and there's they're giving points for hitting things. How much is a kid on a bicycle? Ooh. 
Oh wow. It's terrible. Yeah. Like it's it's not right. They're like talking about hitting minorities and 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 kids and and animals with the car and giving points to it. But I think it was um, funny because he he got to start with something crazy like that and then he went into Scooby-Doo. Yes. And oh. Even the Toxic Avenger was crazy, and then it became like a cartoon for kids. Yes. And I had the action figure. It was, I remember the Toxic <laughs> Avenger cartoon. <laughs> On the cartoon, they called him, what, a Toxie? They're like, Toxie. <laughs> they made him all cute. He's and, got like uh, a dirty mop you know, as a Right, weapon. he had the dirty mop <laughs> weapon. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, if, Great. but then if you were a, a kid and you ever were to like convince your mom, like, look, here's the movie, just like my cartoon. I saw the movie when I was very young, and I remember being, even as a kid, going, something's not right about this movie. <laughs> My, like, little kid, like, spider senses were up. Like, there's something not right about this. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw the first time on, like, a, what was it, USA's Up All Night? With Gilbert <laughs> Gottfried. <laughs> yes. When the best play, like, content the is on. <laughs> You're watching Up all night it's just like he was perfect for that it's like yeah just just let him do his thing and be weird and yeah usa's up all night remember they would they would emphasize the word up because the content was a little more adult yes it was it was all the b movies it was all the b movies attack of the 50 what was it the 50 foot woman mm -hmm. daryl hannah all that stuff was on usa's up all night see what happens when you when you hesitate slightly it becomes horny <laughs> So yeah, uh, let's go ahead and we'll go through the cast. So this movie stars Margot Robbie returning as Harley Quinn, our psychiatrist turned criminal at the hands of Mr. J, the Joker. We also have Idris Elba as Robert Dubois or Bloodsport. Basically, a, is this a middle finger to Will Smith's Bloodshot or Bloodshot? Death Deadshot. 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 Is yeah. this a middle finger to Deadshot? Oh, is it a middle finger or just a smaller bullet? Mm. I think oh. he, I think he just fires right through him. <laughs> see what you did there. Yeah, so Will Smith not wanting to come back, so they basically grabbed a character that was identical. Um, <laughs> you know, but also that that leaves open the opportunity for Will Smith to come back if he ever wants, right? Yeah, I mean he's still alive, open right? Up. I like I like Idrisaba way better in that role. Really? Than yeah. Will Smith? Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, oh he's just Lord. Elba finally got like a worthy <laughs> role. My, my boyfriend always says he has the worst agent, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I agree with that a little bit. And also, uh, one thing cool about Bloodsport is he once put Superman in the hospital by shooting him with a kryptonite bullet. Yeah, Deadshot didn't do anything like that. Deadshot's a little bitch compared yeah. to that. <laughs> Take that, Will Smith. You gotta step your game up. Man, he's all <laughs> hanging out in Miami too much, not working on his game. Uh, we got John Cena as Christopher Smith or Peacemaker. John Cena is going to get a spinoff series based on this character. Are you excited for the spinoff series? And also, as somebody who is a uh, trainer. I felt this coming. <laughs> NCAA champion and somebody who is now, uh, you know, I'm not going to out you on, on a national podcast, but uh, somebody who's going to be pretty high up on the what is it u.s women's rugby something whatever yeah national team i'm the strength and conditioning national coach for them now yeah. strength and conditioning for <laughs> the national team john cena first of all i want to know what did you think of him as peacemaker and what do you think of him physically period Ugh. torpedo physically i mean as peacemaker he was i thought he was good because i hated him like you know what I mean? Right, yeah. <laughs> like that really, really well. Yeah. He's, he's, you know, it's fun. Yeah, he's an absolute douche. Yeah, he's a huge yeah, douche. Yeah, when he's like, 
Yeah, what is the line he's he says when he's like, oh, when it's dope as fuck. Right. He says that about <laughs> b- about blowing up the guy. That and then when they dressed him up for uh, when they were supposed to be disguised as Corto Maltesians, yes. he was wearing like a way too small polo with a, his collar yes. popped. And <laughs> yes, he looks like a, a yacht club bro. Um, khaki shorts. Yeah. Yes. The braided belt. And a braided belt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what do you think about him as a, you know, professionally speaking, physically, what do you think of him? Oh, his body is insane. The one scene at the end um, when he's uh, choking the, what's his name? Flair? Rick Flag. Rick Flag. Wow. Rick Flair. <laughs> Rick, wait. Wrong Rick. Wrong WWE Rick. legend Rick Flair. <laughs> yeah, Rick Flag. Well, that's easy because John Cena used to be a wrestler anyway. Yeah, so. the one scene where he's like choking him out, his arm is the size of Rick Flag's head. Like, he's huge. He's insanely large. <laughs> Can you imagine how much he has to eat? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've brought this up in the podcast before, but in the movie Blockers. When he does the the ass funnel. Wait, what? <laughs> Guys, he's chugging, right? They're butt chugging. Yeah, you put the tube up your butt, you funnel the beer in, fucks you up way more, man. He's got to pull down his pants, and he bends over in front of Leslie Mann and, and Ike Barinholtz. And uh, Leslie Mann says that that scene was really awkward because his butt cheeks are so strong that his <laughs> butt cheeks don't actually stay together. So she said she could see way too much. He's always naked in his movies. We're talking starfish everything. Oh. Yes. Continuing on, Joel Kinnaman returned as Rick Flagg. Are we Joel Kinnaman fans, uh, Mustachio? Oh. Oh, shit. Spoiler. (laughs) I'm terrible about that. I think for a second they tried to make him a star. He actually was in the, the RoboCop reboot. Hmm. Oh yeah, and uh, altered carbons on altered Netflix. carbon. He was amazing in altered yeah. carbon. He was way better than uh, what was that? The Falcon. Oh, Anthony Mackie. I have some Joel Kinnaman homework to do. I haven't I haven't seen any of these. There we go. And we got uh, Viola <laughs> Davis, of course, as Amanda Waller, who I think is criminally underused in this in this one, and has no arc, no nothing. She's just there to be mean and scream a lot. We've got David Dastmalchian as Abner Krill mm-hmm. or Polka Dot Man. Do we love Polka Dot Man, Torpedo? I do. This whole movie was supposed to be, you know, a bunch of characters with not that much of a background. Yeah. Because they're... we're just kind of going through all of them because most of them die anyway. But, like, I liked him. He intrigued me. You bring up a really good point. I think the thing that separates this movie from the first film is our main squad gets character arcs he gives an arc to king shark this this continues james gunn's mastery of cgi characters a shark man that can barely talk is shown as a misunderstood monster who just wants friends and by the end he's absolutely changed it's almost like he's like domesticated by the end new dumb friends <laughs> almost you know I mean? like he, <laughs> I and love him. continuing on with the cast King Shark was voiced by, who knows? Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, Sylvester Stallone. Which I think is awesome. Yeah. It's like another Groot with limited lines. <laughs> <laughs> In the Vin Diesel role. There's a blink and you miss it. Palm Clementine, by the way. Oh, yeah. Does anybody know where? That is in the Gentleman's Club. Yes. She's dancing on the stage with a, with a bunch of other people. Very good. That's Very Mantis. observant. Yeah. Ma- yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, Mantis. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. When we watched that, Kool-Aid was like, who's that? And I was like, the bug. 
I said you are absolutely <laughs> correct. You are correct. <laughs> and then we've got Daniela Melchior as Clea Cazzo or Ratcatcher 2. This was her first English language role. She's a Portuguese actress. Apparently, they went through 200 people before they cast this role. And she even had to do a compatibility test with the rat co-stars. Her little co-star rat what? is a real real rat. Oh, yeah. Wait, it's, Sebastian, uh, yes. I thought... I literally thought that was like CGI. Oh. No, he's not. That's a real little rat. <laughs> yes. He's wearing a vest. That little vest wearing rat. <laughs> You're telling me that Sebastian picked her to be rat catcher too? That's so good. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, the rat picked her. Would that be any of you all's worst nightmare to come to a casting and, and then <laughs> plop two rats on your lap? Any Anybody? Oh, yeah. No, I would have been like, yeah, I got to get out of here. <laughs> I probably would have screamed when they first put the rats in my lap. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I don't do rats. I hear Richard Gere prefers rats at his <laughs> and gerbils. castings. He prefers rodents at his yeah. castings. Yeah. That's a lie. As her first performance, like that was that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah she, I she, she was, was the fantastic. heart of that team. Absolutely, she was the heart. She was served as like the surrogate daughter on that mission. Yeah, Bloodsport was the father figure, and she was the daughter figure. There's a really great moment on the bus where she says that she's gonna keep him alive, and he's like, "I'm gonna keep you alive." Are you worried? I'm gonna get you out of here alive. I'm going to get you out of here alive. Foreshadowing. Sweetest moment. Yeah. yeah. She really brought a lot of heart to that role. And I hope I see her in way more things. And then kind of we got our minor people here are ones that just kind of get killed. Michael Rooker is savant. Jai Courtney is Captain Boomerang again. Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson was a comic book character named Blackguard whose real name is Dick Hurts. <laughs> what? Like it's hard. <laughs> It's hard for me to believe he didn't pick that one himself. Like he didn't ask for it. Anyway, I mean, with how much dirty celeb vagina he's getting, I'm sure his dick hurts anyway. So uh, Nathan Fillion plays TDK or the detachable kid. Fluya Borg plays Gunter Braun or Javelin. Do you guys know Flula Borg? Yeah, Flula. Never met him. He was like in he, Pitch Perfect three or four. <laughs> yeah, he is awesome. He actually became famous. He used to do these videos where he was just in his car and he would talk about like an American idiom and how confused he was by it. It was the funniest thing. To groups of people, they're, they're talking and one say about Jennifer, to, uh, a colleague, colleague. Oh, I tell you, Jennifer, she is, she is really a party pooper. Jennifer poops at parties. <laughs> you gotta go look at Fluya Borg's videos. Not to backtrack too much, but can we talk about Nathan Fillion again? He's a national treasure. Yeah, so you <laughs> love Nathan. Uh, Nathan Fillion is one of those James Gunn guys. He's been in many James hmm. Gunn films. I did not know that. I yeah. didn't know either. Which other one has he been in? For starters, he's in Guardians of the Galaxy as one of the inmates when they're doing the prison break. He's the big <laughs> one that uh, they kill right away. What, they put like some up his nose or something or... He's the big giant one that tries to stop them. Oh, wow. That's Nathan Fillion. That's Nathan Fillion. I did not. Wow. I mean, I just thought he was great in Firefly. Heck yes. We've got Peter Capaldi, of course, plays the thinker, Gaius Greaves. You are our resident comic book specialist because they didn't really give him much of a backstory in this. Who is the thinker, Kool-Aid? Uh, in this movie, the thinker is Gaius Greaves. In the comics, he goes by a bunch of different names, and I'm going to butcher it. 
because I'm not a huge DCU fan. I'm not well read there. But the thinker, he's like a big bad for The Flash, for Justice League. And the way that they used him here was just, it was like Taskmaster and Black <laughs> Widow. It was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. They kind of wasted yeah. him, you thought? Yeah. Oh, man. He just, he looked like a, I don't want to say that because that's probably going to get edited out. <laughs> but he walking around in a tracksuit, just throwing money at girls. Like it was, it was weird. Having sex with starfishes. Yeah. So instead of the major comic book villain he is in actual DC Comics, in this he's fucking starfish and <laughs> throwing strippers money. That's 100% accurate. But I mean, it's a James Gunn movie, so it makes sense that he would do that. Right, is that like him shitting on the character or kind of like wild card? Like you don't know what the character's going to be like? I think it's definitely yeah. the wild card. That way we enjoy him getting ripped apart. <laughs> His head looked like it had a bunch of like heroin needles stuck in it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what his head, like what was, was that? Like, on? They're like these electrode node things. It's to stimulate his synapses. Yeah. Isn't there like a better way to stimulate your synapses than having giant <laughs> vials off of your head? There's got to be. No, right? Is, no, and no, like, no. wouldn't you wear something <laughs> over it to c- protect the vials that are attached to your brain? Like, wouldn't you wear some kind of helmet or... Do they wobble too? It looks, you know they got to wobble. They do. They wobble around. He's, he's probably like walks through doors and bumps them and stuff. He's like, whoop. And then like something triggers in his in his brain and he accidentally shits himself. Oh. <laughs> All right. So that is our cast. I do want to ask... Did all of you see the first Suicide Squad? Yep. That's a big yes. Do you prefer this one or do you prefer the first one? I think I know the answer, but go ahead. Oh, yeah. Definitely prefer this. Oh, it's definitely the second one. Definitely. First one is your favorite. The first one's awful. What are you talking about? <laughs> no. <laughs> you know what? Do you want, want to hear something crazy? Is The, oh, the movie it itself was not a flop. Like the movie itself was successful and that's why we got a sequel. Yeah, I also prefer this one to the first one. Did audiences prefer this one to the first one? Why don't you give us the fresh hot stats? Geek Fluent Girl, go. All right. Well, the opening weekend run was $26 million, basically. That was gross for opening weekend. And, you know, wow. I was very shocked when I looked to see, like, as we were talking about how we were not fans of the 2016 Suicide Squad. Yep. It opened with 133 million. Oh. It yeah. broke records. It was basically said topple the previous record held by Guardians of the Galaxy by almost 42%. Like that's insane. But must have been like a lot of people fell for that trailer <laughs> like you did. <laughs> yep, exactly. It was the best trailer for the Ew. worst movie. So are there any numbers that have to do with the HBO Max, the simul release, or whatever oh, yeah. you call it? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I enjoy having my HBO Max description, and but it did, like, hurt the box office because it was, like, 2.8 million households watched it on HBO Max. People were like, eh, I don't want to deal with, like, having to have a mask or, like, worrying about catching anything. I'm just going to sit at my at home on my couch. But I feel like you would have not gotten the full experience as we did when we get to see it on the screen. This is what I think a lot. Film people think about stuff like, oh, this is James Gunn now, and it's going to be so much different than the first one. But I feel like a lot of just normal people really don't know or care about that stuff. And maybe they saw the first one and they were like, this is shit. I'm not going to go see whatever the hell this is. I tend to live in this bubble of knowing a lot about movies and directors Mm -hmm. and all this kind of stuff. But I feel like most people don't. 
they're not thinking about directors or anything like that. Do you think that the fact that the first one was so universally disliked hurt it at all? Yeah. I can answer that as a regular person that doesn't think about, you know, <laughs> this one, I think Kool-Aid had to ask <laughs> me to watch it a few times for a couple days like wouldn't leave me alone like watch this watch this now turn it on all right i'm turning it on to my phone it's going to be on the tv and you're going to watch it like and i was just resistant to it because i heard the first one was bad and like then he was saying like oh but there's some of the same people why well, don't you watch the same people that were bad the first time you know it, but then like it, <laughs> so i mean when i finally sat down i was like fine fine and then i liked yeah. it a lot <laughs> great yeah there you go Thank you for being our every man torpedo. Ev- you got every it. every person. And every yeah. person. I'm yeah, I was about to say start. Or I was about to start singing. I'm, I'm every person. <laughs> it's only me. <laughs> Any movie you watch now, baby. I do it naturally. <laughs> no film knowledge. Um okay. <clears throat> So there was the box office for it. A fraction of what the first one did. Not really a success. Are we going to get a third one? Hell no. Uh, do you know what the budget was, Geek Fluent Girl? Oh, man. Yeah, we didn't make money. Let's see. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. We didn't. I'm actually going to keep that in. I mean, uh, I like that. sorry. I think it was like $185 million, Geek Fluent Girl. Yeah, it was $185 million. Yes, you got it right on... Right on the money there, Mustachio. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so before we just start fixing a movie, I'm going to give a quick plot summary provided to us by the movie Pooper. Movie Pooper, where they wipe away the excess. Are you guys ready for the one pinch summary? So gross. <laughs> I swear. Every time. <laughs> Give it, give it to us. Wow. Here is the pooper version, which is might be too short. <laughs> the thinker is using Star of the Conqueror to overthrow the world. Waller's second task force X stops and kills them, leaving only Bloodsport, King Shark, Ratcatcher 2, and Harley Quinn alive. Peacemaker kills Brick Flag before Bloodsport defeats him. During the credits, Waller tells Peacemaker she may need him again. Wow. What? The end. That is like the cliff notes, cliff notes of movie pooper. Ooh, wow. Jeez. Um, They're a little yeah. constipated. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to do <laughs> There's nothing coming out there. Uh, I wish it was just like a little longer. Let, let me do this really, really quickly. Here we go. Amanda Waller recruits a Task Force X team to infiltrate a fortress known as Jotunheim on the island of Corto Maltese. She begins with Savant and introduces him to Blackguard, Mongol, TDK, Weasel, and Rick Flag, with Captain Boomerang returning, along with Harley Quinn. They are to locate the Thinker in order to find out what he is up to with Project Starfish, a secret experiment being funded by the corrupt military government. The team is airlifted to Corto Maltese and dropped in the water on the beach. Weasel immediately drowns as the rest make it to shore. Upon being made the team hides and realizes how outnumbered they are blackguard steps out and tries to sell out their position but has his face blown off as the assault begins seeing so much violence savant panics and attempts to swim away but waller blows his head open with a remote explosive charge tdk mongol and boomer are taken out while harley watches on in horror she comes to javelin as he is dying and he begins to tell her something about his javelin but dies before he can harley is captured by the army while flag manages to escape in a flashback waller recruits a second task force x she starts with bloodsport 
by leveraging his daughter and introduces him to Peacemaker, Ratcatcher 2, Polkadot Man, and Nanu, the King Shark. They are informed of the other team's arrival on the other side of the island and are given the same instructions regarding Jotunheim and Project Starfish. When the second team arrives, they save Flag and infiltrate what they think is a military base, but is actually an encampment for the rebels led by Sol Surya. She plots with them to overthrow the Corto Maltese president who seized power in a coup orchestrated through Project Starfish. The president has Harley Quinn brought to him, where he proposes she work with him to use Project Starfish to rule Corto Maltese and eventually more. Though intrigued, Harley knows a joker when she hears one and shoots the president dead, making his general the leader. She is imprisoned and subsequently tortured with a cattle prod. The surviving squad members await the thinker's arrival at a nightclub to pick up experimentation subjects. As King and RC2, Ratcatcher 2, I guess I refer to as RC2, captured the Thinker. The others surrender to find out Harley's location. Once they have it, they crash the transport and plan the rescue. Harley manages to escape all on her own and makes her way to them. Once reunited, they converse with the Thinker and go into Jotunheim. The squad places explosive charges around the building and eventually make it to the room holding Starro the Conqueror, a giant extraterrestrial starfish that grows as it controls more minions by attaching a copy of itself to their face. This was the project the Thinker and Corto Maltese had been behind. The Thinker tells them how the American government was playing a significant part in getting it done. Flag takes a hard drive containing the evidence and threatens to deliver it to the press. Peacemaker reveals he was Waller's double agent on this mission to make sure that information doesn't get out. As he draws a gun on Flag, the bombs begin to explode without notice. As the building collapses, Starro escapes and takes on Corto Maltese a la Mr. Stay Puff. It's an interesting uh, thing to throw in there, Pooper. Rather than place him under mind control, Starro kills the Thinker for the deck it's a torture he endured despite the fact that it helped him grow. Peacemaker kills Flag, but RC2 witnesses it and takes the drive. Bloodspart manages to arrive just in time to save RC2 from Peacemaker. Starro walks around town, releasing more copies of himself to attach onto people to fall under his control. Though Waller tells Task Force X to stand down now that the mission is complete, the team decides to engage Starro. As Waller tries to activate the first explosive charge, she is knocked out by a member for Project Cadmus, while the rest watch on and guide the team. As difficult as it is to hurt Starro, King is unaffected by his spores and manages to tear off some flesh. Harley uses the javelin to pierce Starro's eye and Polka Dot Man uses his power to destroy one of Starro's appendages. RC2 summons all the rats of Corto Maltese to invade the orifice of Starro's eye and the monster collapses on top of Polka Dot Man both dead. Bloodsport uses the drive to blackmail Waller into letting him, King, RCP, and Harley go free. And that is the plot of the Suicide Squad. Pretty straightforward, yeah. I think. Straightforward tale. Yeah. But the thing is, is like, you know, they say all tales have already been told. It is all about the execution. And this one was executed, I think, well. I think all of us really mm -hmm. liked yeah. Suicide Squad. Yeah. So. Absolutely. A lot of people work on a movie. Thousands of people. And we're going to give them their due. What is just one thing you liked, especially, about Suicide Squad? Geek Fluent Girl. All right. Well, I mean, we already knew it was going to be awesome because of the trailer, but. I mean, I know you said like it seemed like Harley Quinn kind of got to be like John Wick, but I loved it. I was like, give me like Harley Quinn, guns blazing, like Mary Poppins-esque, like flowers and mm -hmm. birds. And I loved it because also too, that's what I loved about her in, in Birds of Prey. But I feel like she was a bit more mature as you were talking too, like, well, or that the summary was about how she basically was like, oh, red flags. Yeah, sorry. You're so wonderful and sexy, but no, I can't let you 
hurt children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm yeah. just saying, I like loved all like the Harley Quinn like yeah. added footage and action. Okay. All right. So, what is one thing you especially liked about Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad? Mustache. Oh gosh, I'm the same with Geek Fluent Girl. That Harley Quinn just stole it for me, and and that's saying a lot because it comes with like such a great cast uh, put together. The B Squad that we didn't know we wanted. Yeah, that and Taika Waititi being oh. the uh, Rat Catcher 2's father. Oh, uh, I, know. I love <laughs> that. So good. All right. And what is one thing you liked? Kool Aid. Well, if I could only pick one thing only one it's got to be the levity of this movie compared to everything else in the dceu like everything is so dark i don't know it's like the world is just it's always doomsday-esque there's just nothing's funny nothing's yeah, funny at all yeah. and it doesn't work they act like they're having fun <laughs> exactly exactly if i'm going to say one thing that i really liked about this movie i am going to say that i just really i said it earlier i think that he's knocking it out of the park with cgi characters somehow he doesn't treat them as a novelty and you were a weasel fan too right weasel too i was a weasel (laughs) fan but you know uh, let's stop uh playing with this movie's balls let's go ahead and fix (laughs) this movie we all liked it but you know what every movie could use a little bit of help is that our new tagline Anyway, what do you guys say? Oh, and Torpedo dropped off. Oh, no. Technical difficulty, but who knows? Maybe she'll be back. We don't know, but we enjoyed her for the first half of this episode. But here we go. We are going to fix this movie. What do you guys say we fix it? All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh Okay, my, the Geek Fluent Girl, why don't you give us your first fix for The Suicide Squad? So, as we were all talking about, it was such an incredible movie, and I struggled with what to do for a fix. And mine personally, just because I love Nathan Fillion, and uh, I wanted to have him more in the movie. I'm like, okay, yes, we needed to be part of, like, the first squad, but, you know, also, too, um, Harley Quinn was on that team as Mm -hmm. well. So I'm like, did we really have to kill TDK? He could have actually helped out in some of the scenes of the movie. I mean, he could have like helped, like grab, like grab the wheel, like before they crashed into the tree, like you know when they're on their way <laughs> to like break into the nightclub and stuff. I mean, he he could have done many things. He could have also like grabbed the actual like video tape thing for what they're gonna try, like Peacemaker is trying to keep from the world. Hey, sure, it'd been like small parts, but still, we would have just had like that Nathan Fillion like humor throughout. Mm-hmm. So you wanted them to fill the movie with more Fillion. <laughs> Okay. He's a national treasure. You want a defillion the gaps. Yes, he's a national treasure. Thank you. Thank you, Kool-Aid. <laughs> so I have a question. Oh. Like, he's a detachable kid, but what else detaches? Can he detach his head, his feet? His penis? I feel like that's where you were going and you were just being coy about it. Like, are you asking if he dates somebody, if he's busy playing video games, if he can detach his penis and say, here, play with this, honey, I'm busy? <laughs> oh, jeez. No, I didn't go. No, no, no He's just trying to fill in the blanks. <laughs> and also, if he gives his girl his penis and she plays with it, does he feel the sensation in the next room? We're led to yes, assume. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, because he felt the bullets. He was writhing on the ground, yeah. He definitely felt those. Yeah. That's right. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah, like oh, when yeah. the bullets were, like, hitting his hands, yeah. He was very sensitive <laughs> i would basically just he was sensitive i would basically just take my penis off all day and put it in like the washing machine <laughs> 
and just be in the pleasure zone all day. No? The washing Why the machine? washing machine? Yeah, I'm yeah. very curious. Yeah. It's getting tossed around in different cycles, you know, whatever. Yeah, you know? Keeping it clean. Where would you put a tactile penis for maximum pleasure? I like how you end it with for maximum pleasure. It's like, okay, now I gotta now I gotta somehow come up with like a serious answer to a sexually loaded question. Okay. I, I, I don't I don't know. Um uh, okay. You could plant them on the beach. Yeah. And make Peacemaker happy. <laughs> peacemaker. <laughs> <laughs> he had to suck all the dicks on the beach. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> all right. Kool Aid, what is your first fix for the Suicide Squad? So, my first fix was with Starro. I really felt like. They did them really dirty. Okay. I am kind of a comic book nerd. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I get it. You can't stay that close to the source material. Right. But Starro rules nine galaxies. Ooh. Like, he's a monster. He's a big bad. He's not just a kaiju. So I would have liked them, like, maybe allude to uh, another appearance of Starro later on. So that's kind of my fix there. They didn't give him enough screen time. Mm -hmm. But I will give it to him. I mean, the way that he died and what he said at the end, he was like, I was happy. Yeah. Just floating on my back, staring at the stars. Yeah. Like, that was awesome. I thought that was a great yeah. touch. They even gave the final monster, like, a little bit of heart. Yeah. yeah. Had a yeah. journey. But I would have liked to have seen him, as soon as he busted out of Jotunheim, to just do cartwheels. <laughs> That's how that starfish should have, like, moved. He should have <laughs> navigated Corto Maltese just doing cartwheels like a gymnast. He should have just Simone Biles down the road. Oh, yeah. The triple-double. I would have loved to seen that. <laughs> as soon as he started walking with his, like, taking steps i was like yeah. that's not real. yeah that's it was like real. you said like very kaiju it's just mm. like oh i'm godzilla yeah. i'm a starfish <laughs> yeah i was like yeah. do cartwheels man i'm gonna add to that fix there is a precedent for starro regenerating from a piece of his body that's been cut off so actually what if this movie ended with like starro dies but there's a little piece of him that was cut off that lives and you see like somebody scoop it up and you know starro will be back i mean yeah. i would love to see yeah because the little starros that that we saw is not like the real starro the real starro sends out like those starros to conquer planets so it's like an extension of himself so that was like a little starro jr that we got it was a little <laughs> <laughs> it was like nick Star jr <laughs> Nick Jr. Nice. it's actually like carl's jr which <laughs> their logo is a star so carl's mm, that's a true inspiration for jack kirby <laughs> jack kirby was a big fan of the carl's jr bacon ranch deluxe <laughs> All right, Mustachio, what is your first fix for The Suicide Squad? Oh, my God. I, it's so hard to fix this movie. I mean, I really wasn't let down anywhere that I know of uh, on first viewing. Um, but, I mean, I wanted more Weasel. I, I didn't like how we just, you know, saw him get, you know, like he drowned at the very beginning. I think I kind of felt a little, like, uh, resentment during the movie. Like, why? Why, why, why? I felt like there was something to build there. I wanted him like, you know, aimlessly walking around during like all like the, the shit going down, just like licking things and um, being like haplessly involved with certain things that were going on. I kind of wanted more weasel. 
You wanted to see him kill some children? Oh God, uh, <laughs> maybe because yeah. uh, because, because like apparently that was his but thing. That's right? what they said, but we haven't seen him kill children, have we? So, <laughs> oh, I mean, they're the, lying. Yeah, the, yeah, the okay. man it's tells so, lies. R. Kelly paradox. <laughs> He is, oh, I mean, I talked over here. R. Kelly and the weasel have more in common than we know. Um, you know, so I. They didn't say the weasel pees on kids. They yeah. they said <laughs> they said he kills yeah. kids. They didn't say. Yeah. But come on, we know Waller is like, she's she's just manipulates everybody. Maybe she just like made up a lie just to be able to entrap them. No, that's true. Very she true. She's a mastermind. She doesn't want them to know the true leader that Weasel can be. <laughs> Peasel. <laughs> Maybe that's Weasel, like he takes a wee on people. I do know who plays Weasel. Do you guys know? It's his brother. His brother, his brother yeah. Sean Gunn. Brother yeah. Sean. Sean Gunn yeah. is Weasel, yeah. yes. Yeah. At first I thought it was Alan Tudyk, but then I was like, nope. <laughs> Alan oh, Tudyk I mean, plays the weasel in Zootopia. Oh, <laughs> so awesome! Oh, Thank you, Kool Aid. Yes. You saved so me great. again. <laughs> Kool Aid is here to just three hundred times. <laughs> Kool Aid is here to just come up behind everyone's fix and sweep up. You know, what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> he's this show's dustpan. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, remember it. Um, weasel gets up alive from the beach at the end. He did not drown. And so a happy moment. I think you're going to get your wish, Mustachio. I think you might get more mm-hmm. Weasel. The Weasel. Oh, my gosh. Weasel should have actually been played by Polly Shore. I'm a Weasel. <laughs> Munch on some childage. Fruit group. Somebody want to ask me what my first fix is? What's your first fix, brother? Thank you, Kool-Aid. I have one. Here we go. <clears throat> so I know everybody loved Harley, Harley Quinn, and all that kind of stuff. And I agree. Harley Quinn is great. Margot Robbie is fantastic. But her part of the movie, when she has her side story, you know, when she's still alive at the beach and is taken captive, is a complete standalone part of the mm. film. You could take it out and have the same exact movie. And I hate anything in a movie that is not advancing the plot. So how I think you could integrate it into the plot better is to make them go to rescue Harley in the presidential estate when they find out that she's alive and have that be the moment that they all find out about the truth of the project. You know, because she's got the ear of the president, new president, whatever. And I want that to be where they find out that it's actually a U.S. government project. And we'll leave the reveal that it's a literal starfish for later, but that's where they choose to continue on to Jotunheim to get the proof. And I just think it just integrates that part of the story into the overall narrative. And, you know, we get another fun action scene with them rescuing Harley. And we can still have Harley you know, escaping herself and maybe they all realize that they're all in the same building at the same time, killing the same <laughs> yeah, people. That'd be good. <laughs> Cause Harley Quinn, when she does escape her interrogation, she becomes John Wick. Uh, she <laughs> yeah. is she's suddenly this gun foo expert, able to kill thirty people with guns, uh, spinning in circles, acrobatics, which I think is interesting and fun, but Going back to the earlier part of my fix, I just want them to integrate mm. that part of the story into the overall story. I like that. Yeah, Blended. No. I respectfully disagree with you. I think Harley needed to have her own journey separate from, from the team. 
She did. It was called Birds of Prey. She, we already saw that movie. <laughs> <laughs> and she's got her own animated series, too. She was also one of the main focuses of the first Suicide Squad movie. She had her own side plot where the Joker was trying to bust her out. And that was terrible. So Harley Quinn needs to stop being the center of attention in all of these movies. If you want to have a side quest that is involving Harley Quinn, make it at least be a part of the plot. That's all. And her... Yeah. What's the female equivalent of getting your dick wet? What? It was like really fun just like watching her just like use that dude to get her box off, totally knowing that she was going to blow him away. So like good for her. I kind of feel like she fell for him until like she learned he was going to possibly kill children. Oh, so you think she you think she made love to him? I mean, I don't know. Get up and put his pants back on and go towards the window. No, no. They had she got some in this movie. Yeah. Which I think was awesome. Like, she was like, oh, he's so nice. I'm going to get a piece of this and fucking murder him. <laughs> <laughs> like, I actually really liked that. When she killed him, I thought it was just going to be, like, part of the mission. Like, it was another Amanda Waller scheme. Ooh, see? That would have been nice if it was part of the see, plot. Yeah. yeah, that would have been amazing. You just made my fix, like, probably better. I, I sweep things up. That's right. You're the, <laughs> you're the dustpan man on this show. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, if she, if if it was a scheme within a scheme, you know, she gets caught and she gets to the president, you know, to get information that he he's in love with her and the people would love her. And then she kills him. So, I mean, that would have been a great Amanda Wallace subplot. The reason for that would have been to end the coup and the old forces come back into power so they could keep the starfish program going that yeah they would have saved yes Mm -hmm. definitely would have saved that there you go oh my god the fixes the fixes keep coming and they don't stop coming (laughs) (laughs) put on a band-aid and we just keep running we got another fix coming for you (laughs) hey now you're a fixing all-star get your brain on get laid like harley quinn Fluent girl, do you have one more fix for the Suicide Squad? Uh, you know, I feel like most of our fixes has been like, just could we like add like a little bit more like backstory yeah, information? Exactly. Honestly, like I learned a lot from Kool Aid about like how basically like the Thinker is so much more Ooh. of a main villain that we didn't get to understand. We we're basically like, oh, it's this guy. He like found this starfish like floating around in space, <laughs> and then you see like the weird experiments that he does, yeah. but. And then you're wondering, like, too, what was the evolution? Because I, if I remember right, you don't even see, like, any of the weird, like, electro things, like, in his head. Like, you, it's like that came, like, at a later time. So what was kind of, like, that journey? Mm-hmm. I mean, we didn't have to have, like, a huge, like, section on it. Just maybe, just, like, maybe a three-minute montage probably would have helped. Just to see, like, well, is he really more of a villain than we realize? Because I agree with you, Kool-Aid. He did not deserve to die that way, especially if he's supposed to be, like, such a badass in the DC universe. Yeah. And, so. and not only that, he was funded by the u.s too so you would think that they would have had a little bit more for it that's right he is yeah. he's working for the u.s but he's obviously not american so and what was the, the whole point of testing on sorrow for 30 years like what was the end game there just as a weapon of mass destruction yeah and also you figure in 30 years they would have figured out something or they would have abandoned the project like 30 years is a lot of time and a lot of money 
well, they, well, they suspend were, to yeah. never develop they anything. Say, like they yeah. were like capturing like notable people of importance as far as like enemies yeah. and like torturing them. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's just strange. They're torturing kids and oh, so they were just using yeah. him as like a torture device yeah. or something just to make them make them bigger. Right, they were making political dissidents. But there was like that weird scene in the lab where you like saw like the guy who's like half of his body's gone and just and they had like the starfish like over his face. You're like, what what was the point with that? Mm -hmm. He was like a giant extraterrestrial Guantanamo Bay. (laughs) (laughs) Kool Aid. Oh, that's me. What is your second fix for so, the Suicide Squad? <laughs> My second fix was actually uh, just kind of diving in more on accessories in the, accessories in the movie. Like, I love Milton. <laughs> yes, Milton was fantastic. Yes, Milton. Yeah, oh, Milton. <laughs> love Milton. We have, to, we have to talk about him. They killed Milton. Milton was still with us. Where did you think he was? I don't know. I thought he stayed back with the bus. What was Milton going to do? He was helping us. Who's Milton? What? I don't remember any Milton. <laughs> I mean, he was an integral part of this whole mission. If it wasn't for his van, they wouldn't have got there. It's true. He, his it's, van it's, was, it was necessary. Awesome. Bumping really Kansas, was... point of no return. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah. And that's foreshadowing. We should have, we should have yeah. seen that probably. But I mean, it was so fucked up. Rick Flag just took that shotgun out of his hand. Like he could have been useful. Instead, he was just running out there with bare hands, doing slap fighting like we're playing <laughs> Goldeneye. So Mil- Milton was done I wrong. It's true. I would have liked them to incorporate him a little bit better. Maybe let him live with like lose a hand or something. But you know, keep yeah, around. like it would have been nice to have Milton alive at the very end of the movie, and they're like, <laughs> <you're> like <laughs> they were all walking, all battered, and then there was Milton also, just this. Just a normal human with no powers, shirt ripped, <laughs> one of his nipples out of the rip. You know, just like, you know what I mean? Just like walking along with them at the very end of the movie. That would have been yeah. That would have set it off. <laughs> That's next level right there. You're right. Milton should have freaking lived. The best would have been if, you know, the end, Mil- Milton's there and they turn to him and they're like, where can we get some good food around here? Right, yeah. On a shawarma scene. And, yeah, right, exactly. yeah, right. And and Milton's oh, yeah. like, I know of a good taco stand. <laughs> wait, wait. I don't know if they're in Mexico. <laughs> Tacos International. Yeah. So. Yeah, that works. <laughs> Mustachio, I know you have a fix. Another one for the Suicide Squad. Oh, you'd be surprised. I mean, I love what y'all are saying. I mean, this is so good. I mean, we're we're only adding to something that's already good and that kind of delivers. You're stalling. I, I'm stalling because I'm mean, like I'm like fuck. I don't I don't have anything. You sound like Christopher Walken right now, <laughs> dude. So I, I, I guess like my, my fix would be like so the, the freedom fighter like woman. I, I I'm forgetting her name. Yeah, she she doesn't have too much of of a role. You see her once early on when they murder her whole squad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, dude, is there anything more freaky than when Peacemaker just hacks that guy who's sleeping? <laughs> 
I love that scene oh so my much. God. Like, they and shot like the woman like washing dishes. I was like, that's not a terrorist. Yeah. <laughs> no. And the, obviously the penis. Oh yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. And we get some full frontal penis to earn that <laughs> that R rating. But then it's like the next time we really see anything is when Flag is telling her that if the military is alerted to their presence, all the military will go where they are and that the palace will be not defended mm-hmm. and she'll be able to take it over. So I absolutely think there was a lot of room for building that character more. Yeah. So how would you beef that up, Mustachio? Well, I'd have more of, you know, that coup has been happening uh, or happened. And we know that it's taking away like their, you know, a democratic society. Um, So I would have it have more of like this feeling of um, we see what she's, you know, what she's been through. Just something like if, you know, I love how Geek Fluent Girl said, even if there's just like a small like back bit on the thinker, you know, give us like a, a flash of what the freedom fighters have gone through. That way, after we've kind of laughed at like killing some of them off, we can at least get to, all right, this is why we care about how they're going to restore order. You're right, because it's the B plot of the movie, right? Because mm-hmm. we got the A plot, which is the Suicide Squad and Starfish, and there's this B plot going on, which is the freedom fighters taking back over the country, mm-hmm. right? And the, the, the B plot is so undercooked that when Alice Braga and the Freedom Fighters storm in in that scene, remember they kind of like kick open oh, that yeah, they door. Blow them away. That scene doesn't resonate at all. I, I could have felt more with knowing like that this is what she and you know the others that are like her that are trying to restore the order to this to the country they love. I mean, we're kind of yeah. just I don't know, kind of brought into that as like, well, this is just this is like retaliation for them. But it could have been more like they absolutely sh- uh, could have shown some of the, the hardships that regular citizens face. Harley Quinn uh, being affected. I think she's like a good person. And also, uh, who else? Um, Ratcatcher, too, who's very compassionate about the insignificant yeah, people that have a voice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have characters there that would want a a government or people that care about the common folks to be in charge. So I think that the movie had the elements, but maybe didn't put them together. And I, I really feel like James Gunn had some sort of commentary on the U.S. involvement in you know all foreign countries. He had a social commentary. Yes. Very very small. Like you said, he didn't really flesh that out at all. But it was there. And it was like a little ember. And, and I mean, he's he's kind of known to do that at times. And I think it was a safe bet to probably, like, you know, stay away. Mm. Can of worms. No. <laughs> JC, tell us about your second fix. Whoa, Geek Fluent Girl flying in. All right, here we go. <clears throat> My second fix is as follows. So who is the biggest, baddest in all of the Suicide Squad, is it Peacemaker? Is it Rick Flag? Who is it? I was gonna say Shonov. <laughs> <laughs> last Dragon, Barry Gordy's Last Dragon. Uh, the biggest, baddest mofo in all of this film is Amanda Waller. God damn it! Yeah, she's scary. <laughs> so I want to ask you this. How are there no ramifications for clocking Amanda Waller in the head? <laughs> so here we go. This is my fix for that. So yes, Task Force X used the footage that they found, right, as leverage to not be killed. But the staff in that office that defied her and clocked her in the head, not so much leverage. So here we go. 
as Bloodsport is negotiating with Waller, and she says, you have a deal? They pull back from the glass of her little office, and you see the room with all the computer screens and everything, the one that she got hit in the head in. And as they pull the camera back from the desk, you see that everyone in that office is fucking murdered. (laughs) When Amanda Waller woke up, she killed them all. Damn. And I want it to be a twisted reveal that you do not clock Amanda Waller in the head and live to tell she'll just get a new team so she'll negotiate with task force x because they've got that footage but not with those motherfuckers in her office no damn and i think that would have been badass brutal oh that was awesome that's a good fix that's a good fix i mean that's fitting more blood the better yeah because like something's coming back to me from like the very first suicide squad wasn't it like the whole reason was just to save her ass right wasn't it yeah it was yeah so you know what else in this one like to kill somebody they have switches and buttons in the first one it was it looked like it was just like an app (laughs) on like a phone so (laughs) it's like boop another budget (laughs) cut man yeah old old timey switches right can you imagine if someone's head exploded and someone's like oh i accidentally butt killed that person (laughs) james gunn would butt kill somebody for sure (laughs) (laughs) sorry javelin sorry javelin So that's all of them, I think. Without further ado, we should consider the Suicide Squad. Screen fix. Screen fix. Hey, now, you're a fixing all-star. <laughs> Get your brain on. Kool-Aid. Uh, <clears throat> Kool-Aid. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Hey. So does anybody have a final thought on the Suicide Squad? Do you have one Geek Fluent Girl? Um, you know what? I actually read something that's kind of disturbing. It was like Ooh. I read like James Gunn, like alternate ending. Oh, God. Go ahead. He wanted to kill off Ratcatcher 2, and I would have been <gasps> devastated. What? No. I would have thrown popcorn at the screen if that had happened. No, 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 he, no, no, no. He said that you need to kill like one of the main characters and also like a supporting character. So that's why, of course, Polka Dot got it. Well, I'm, yeah, I mean, oh, I wow. like Polka Dot, but I'm telling you. Stay away from my RC too, you know. So. Oh right. Not the rats. <laughs> Not the rat girl. You're so heartless. <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> All right, <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, Mustachio, do you have a final thought? Yeah, I'm. I'm so glad you know you asked me to to watch this because I, I I really enjoyed this. So I I definitely recommend anybody to go see it. I like uh, Nanu. Is that what they affectionately call Nanawi? Yeah, King Shark. Yeah, I, I want to see more. If you if you watch the uh, Harley Quinn animated series, King Shark is voiced by like uh, Ron Funches. Who's that? Ron Funches. This is a big black comedian, bigger black. He's lost a lot of weight. Good for him. Respect. But he's got this distinctive <laughs> lisp. Oh, really? Right? Yeah, and it's it's hilarious. King and Shark has yeah. a lisp. <laughs> I love King, it. King Shark has a lisp, and he's super tech savvy. So it's a complete like oh, that's 180 cool. nice. on what they did in this movie. So he's not like I read book upside down. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he's, he can that he can help all. you with your software problems. 
All right, Kool-Aid, what's your final thought on Suicide Squad? I just, we wanted to kind of talk about timing, Gunn's timing. You know, how he introduced the characters, that first Suicide Squad, just kind of a diversion and, you know, 10 minutes before that, just that, that style of cinematography, I, I really think he killed it. He, he killed mm-hmm. it. He yeah. hit it again at mm-hmm. Jotunheim, or Jotunheim. You hear the explosions. Right, background. and like all oh, those like, idiots blasted it early, and then you go like, eight <laughs> minutes earlier, yeah. and you find out why it was went early. Yeah, and that's that, so yeah. well done. No, that was cool. It was really fun. Yeah. Are we, uh, JC? Are we at that time for asking? What's uh, what's your final thought? Okay, so my final thought is this: the Suicide Squad team, as it is now, is based on the John Ostrander run, which is yeah, it's a bunch of like D-list characters but originally the suicide squad first appeared in the brave and the bold number 25 and the team members were physicist jess bright astronomer dr hugh evans rick flag jr the team leader karen grace a flight medic like the original suicide squad was doctors and astronomers wow. that had to deal with a superheated red hued object called the red wave which was heading towards some kind of resort near the ocean. It was boiling the ocean. So they were so they were qualified for that mission? Right. They were like, <laughs> they were scientifically qualified. Let's, let's send all of our brain power out. They're disposable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, they traveled in this plane that was equipped with a testing lab. They had to deal with a meteor storm, a giant serpent that was in Paris, a giant monster, a nuclear bomb. They had all kinds of stuff. They, they even had this one storyline where they came across dinosaurs. The origin of the Suicide Squad is so is so different than uh, where it is now. And uh, I would be so curious to know what the original writer thought of <laughs> thinks of what you like, just saw today we don't need superhero powers we have science <laughs> <laughs> i love it i love it okay uh, anyway uh let me go ahead and send everybody home so if you enjoy screen fix podcast and if you want to hear any of our takes we are screen fix pod on twitter that is our handle you can find us on instagram facebook all over the place find us follow us talk to us uh in case you're interested in any of our screen fix all-stars today geek fluent girl is on twitter uh g money mustachio is there as well uh kool-aid his twitter handle is my old socks actually so if you want to follow any of our takes those are our tweets and of course torpedo is m pepito with multiple o's follow us reach out to us let us know if we're terrible and let us know that we're great whatever you want let us know that you have a good recipe for a zucchini cake i don't care just reach out let's leave everybody with your favorite stallone king shark line why don't you go first? Mustachio, go. Oh, King Shark. Uh, uh, nom nom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I like it. Here we go. Stallone at his best. Geek fluent girl. I read book. Sorry. It's like, I read book. <laughs> yeah. Uh, question mark. It's less of a question. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kool-Aid. Fake mustache. Fake. Uh, when he wants a disguise oh, to go into town, yep, that was like, actually that was actually sad when they were in the club and they and they cut to him in the van by himself. He just wanted that human connection, and he's just yeah. sitting in there and he oh. and he can hear the music and he's kind of dancing. Here's mine. <clears throat> New dumb friends. <laughs> That's on point. Oh, That's on point. 
Was that terrible? <laughs> no, that's good. <laughs> that's that was really good. All right, everybody. Tune in next time when we will be fixing another film. <laughs> so thank you for listening in, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Peace. Do you have to poop? No, no, no. Okay, good.